Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, all right, hello, guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. This is our new warehouse space, in case you weren't aware. No, we just broke in and stole this guy's ship. He said he would sit down and hang out with us. No. Uh, this is the Viking hanging out here. And the bird, Cowboy. And, Cowboy. and then we are here with uh, the Ricky Fowler. Yes, that's right. Not the Olympic golfer. Not the best golfer in, in golf. Best looking golfer in golf. You know, when he does the pink and the blues and the yellows. And uh, right now he's rocking the crazy. No, we're talking to Ricky Fowler here. Uh, we are in Patreon. You guys are getting to see what is going to be Ash Cigar Lounge, right? Cigar Lounge and Bar? That's correct. Cigar Lounge and Bar. Same thing. How we doing, people? See, I was going to give him the nickname, but he's not the Ricky Fowler. That's his name. It's Ricky Fowler, not the Ricky Fowler. If you have your phone, look up Ricky Fowler. It'd be really fucking you understand what I'm talking about. But I can be the Ricky Fowler because I am the Ricky Fowler. Right, the Ricky Fowler. No. <laughs> There's that whole mess. But, no, we're excited. We're down here. Um, our first time down here. Um, everything is under construction. Place is going to look great. We're going to do the podcast normal. Have fun. That's what we're going to do. Um, I'm gonna get a cigar going. Do you want to tell everybody what we're sipping up? Yeah, yeah. The cool thing about this is you guys get to kind of see. Um, I'll let, we'll let him turn it around and kind of see where we're starting and where it's gonna end up. Oh yeah. Because I'm sure we'll be back down here when they open up and do another one um, when they open up. But anyway, um, I grabbed some stuff out of the vault. You guys are all familiar with Heaven Hill. This is their seven-year bottle of bond, a hundred proof. And what it really is, which I've told you guys many times, we had the old white label, which was six year. They took it off the market for about a year, put a fancy bottle on it, said they'd done it one more year, and now they're charging 40 over 12. Mm. But the 12, uh, the uh, six year was fantastic for 12 bucks. Yeah. And that's the bottle that me and Mark drank when we first that first day we met Jeff yeah. Anyway, so we've had this on the show before. Our guys are familiar with it. Thank you. Yeah, so, so cheers to you. Cheers Thank you. Don't be afraid. This is not a normal interview session. We're going to talk shit, smoke cigars, and we're not going to ask you the boring interview stuff, but... I got to tell you, one of the coolest things like that to be is this natural light. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, really? Uh, I really like the, like you said, just like it's so much uh, window and natural lighting that, you know, people are going to be able to see what's going on inside just as well as people from inside are going to be able to see what's going on outside and, you know, just, you know, with the upcoming locusts, the business district and everything, these sidewalks and these streets are yeah. full. This this area right here, there's a shop in uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas called the Humidor. Um, I mean, it's not, not this much window space, but when you walk in the front door, like right off the strip, a couple of chairs space out 
to the road. Mm -hmm. And it's you know probably about two of these windows. Well, they have all pulled back windows like this with yeah. seating right where the people walking down uh, the street. And that's the whole thing with you know with what you guys just spoke about with the seating that I told you that we're going to have up here. We have four nice uh, swivel leather chairs up here with you know with tables, and then we have two small uh, stools like ottomans that that'll be facing out toward the window too. So it'll be like a little small resting seating area up here as well. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna look great, and it's actually really cool too because even if you put them like you said over here, and then you know you're gonna have the members area upstairs. Mm -hmm walkway right here there's so much room right here up front that even if you got four or five chairs really you said right. you're still not bothering anybody exactly exactly walking through because there's nothing more fun than walking right through someone's conversation when you walk in the door and, and this place is you got a lot of square footage here what yeah. is it i would say all together with everything downstairs and upstairs we're looking at 3400 square feet even seems more than that yeah, it seems a lot bigger than that no it's, yeah. it's the, that almost seems it's like three thousand on the bottom three thousand on the top yeah. No, it, it doesn't go all the way back. So, so basically, those two rooms up there, which is the office and the private membership room, they right. stop right at the edge of oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah they stop right there. Whatever, so much <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, the humidor there in Little Rock, it's half the size. Oh, yeah. It's... I mean, I think it's about cut it in half, and that's the humidor back there with the yeah. bathrooms behind it. That's it. Yeah, that's and thank God that building's white. Look at all the light we get mm -hmm. off that white yeah. building. And that sun kind of moves this way during the winter, so you'll always get this till about, well, yeah. till we change the clocks. Right. So then this should be over by around 4 30. <laughs> yeah, I would say, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. So we're down here today. We've hooked up um, with Ash, the Garland, Bar, and Ricky uh, via uh, our boy Doug, if you all know. Um, we're not going to get all that history, but <laughs> that's how we ended up setting up with, uh, with Ricky and brought him in his Craft and Curo Ashtray today. He's going to be one of the newest Craft and Curo accounts. Um, obviously we're not putting him in there right now, so the door yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get to it. Really right. excited. So, but this is also fun for us, uh, Ricky, because normally when we get to the point that we're rolling into a shop and sitting with somebody, you know, we've, we've done the cordials and everything like that. We've smoked together before in some way, you know what I mean? Like we were at an event or something. We've never smoked together before. No, we had not. None of us. No. Yeah. So this is a lot of fun. Right. You know? And the first cigar that we're doing it on is our newest release that we're doing on our events for this month. It's Spooky. And Spooky is pretty so fucking good. the most direct cigar questions that you're going to get asked this entire next hour it's going to be probably the next four to come out of mind in the Cowboys' mouth, and it's, we're going to go with how you like the cigar first. So far, very solid. I like the peppery that's in there. It's, uh, you know, the draw is good, and I haven't had the light again, so. Love that. I love that. Again, the draw. Mm -hmm. Again. Well, me and Mark have already talked about this. This particular torpedo and the six and a half, uh, by what, 54, 50, yeah, anyway, I, a lot of these are rolled so tight, and then especially at the end, you, you have to get going, cut it, but this is either a one cut or a two, I've had one that I had to cut two, but yeah. 
more knot than many. It's been one cut and it's perfect. Yeah, it's just been it's been really fun because with with as you, I'm sure you know, like every from Bellicosa to Torpedo, that, that weird kind of play inside there. Mm -hmm. When you smoke through them, it's, you got to be very careful, you know, because the cap on the scar is so small. You get, right? very you get a little deep, you know, you're trying to smoke through your shoulders. <laughs> That's when you know that you see people with people turn red in their forehead mm -hmm. trying to smoke a cigar. It's plug issue there, everybody. You can stop doing that. But the really unique thing about the cigars, and I said this on the last episode, I won't, I won't keep it too long, but I remember when we were blending it out and the rolls were coming in, I was bitching about the, 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 the uh, Bellicoso size. I mean, I want a widow's peak, man. I want that real sharp, right. like dark. But I'm really glad we didn't do it because everyone has, it's one of the easiest torpedoes to cut for an extra Bellicoso size. It's easy to cut into. It's not a big deal. Um, and that's been the fun of it. So, but. Decided to I like it. Yes, I do. Join on it. Have you had this head of hill before? No, I have not. Okay. I like the I bite. Like, I like. Yeah. I like the bite on that too. Yeah. That's, that's my yeah. So, did he tell you about how they changed the bottle? I wasn't listening. Yeah, yeah. He, he said to me about the white label or something. It like used that. to be a white label with a green six on mm -hmm. it, and they used to sell it at all the big bar and all the big boxes down there, and it used to sell anywhere from twelve to fourteen, fifteen dollars, and then. Uh, so I had just always thought, well, they're going to have that. And then next thing I know, I hear the little birds chirp and they're going to shut it down. So I went down there and I was able to get like, I don't know, six, seven bottles and put them away. We probably opened a few others. He's yeah. had a few. I've had a couple of them. And I, I still look for them. But anyway, then they went from there, which a lot of them have done and upgraded their bottle, which I think they did a fantastic job. It's, Freaking beautiful. Yeah, I think so, right? Heaven Hill is the king of bottle and bond. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and bottle and bond, most everybody that's listening to the show know the standards that are out there for a bottle and bond. And four years in a white oak barrel and at the distillery, it has to be 100 proof. And this is really smooth and it's seven years. Yeah. So uh, it's fantastic. The only thing, they've been hard to come by. But I was just telling Mark of late, because uh, we're always checking because there's a lot of fall releases. I've seen them out at a pretty reasonable price. Well, they used to be 40. Now you're seeing them at their 48, $49, whatever. But uh, for the way pricing and everything has been going up, I think that's a beautiful and a great bottle. For it's, a solid, it's a solid whiskey. It's, it's amazing. Solid. It's amazing, too. When yeah. you can find it, it's one of the ones that I've, I've asked him. He's done He's done it for me every time he, he's seen it. When there's multiples of them, he'll you know, grab one, you know. Um, and I got the last two out of this case yesterday, but they had a big 40, 47 48. So it's, regardless of tax, it came out of $53 a bottle, you know. I mean, so, but... Um, it it, it kind of reminds me, uh, after uh, my first taste, it reminds me of the uh, Old Forester. Mm, which one? Uh, the one, I think the 100 proof Old Forester. Mm -hmm. That's one That's one thing that's interesting, we've talked about that before. It's like my go-to uh, bourbon, yeah, like when I'm at any uh, lounge or... I can never remember, remember the years, I don't know, but is that well, there's 19? A lot of yeah, it's probably, probably eight or nine. And the bottle and bond, I've had, it, I've had it, it is good, but I've not been a big fan of Old Forester. But now, in saying that, there has been over the last year, year and a half, there have been some barrel picks, uh, Dogwood Social. That pick. Missouri Select one. Um, they they yeah. have a Missouri Select that's come out that has changed my focus on a little of it. And um, so they, they 
put out some better stuff yeah, here. Like, old Forester, like, my problem with Old Forester is like, I know there's a few of those that I very much enjoy. Problem is, every time I'm out and I order, I order the wrong damn beer. <laughs> it's like, it's not the one I want. You know what I mean? I know I like wow. the hundred, the dollar one ball is pretty good. And their ride, like, uh, Old Forester ride, you can still buy it for $22, $23. Right. It's a great ride. If you just want to ride around, oh, it's a great ride. Um, it's a lot of fun. So, what um, what inspired the lounge, man? Like, I know obviously the space is the space, but what inspired you to do the lounge thing? Like, why the cigar lounge? Why cigar lounge? <clears throat> and I get that question all the time, and it's very, very easy to answer. Um, I've been smoking cigars since '05, um, and of course. My first stick was a Gurkha, and I choked, I choked on that thing. It's a lot better. It was a lot of first sticks were. Yeah, I, I choked on that thing uh, the entire time, but I've always been the type of person that never quits on anything. So I, I, I got the, I got the, you know, I got the gist of, uh, you know, knowing how to cut it, knowing how to light it, knowing how to smoke it, and then I just evolved into different and better uh, sticks. And uh, I was at a family function, probably like 2012, 2013, something like that. And I told my sister, I was like, you know what? I spent a lot of fucking money in cigars. I had become, you know, cigar guru at that time, you know, six, seven years in. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna retire and I'm opening my own cigar lounge. And here, here we are, and that was, like I said, that was 2012, 2013. And I figured like, you know, why not make money on something that you enjoy doing for free that you yeah. spend money on on a regular basis? Uh, well, hey, let me tell you something. I don't have clowns. You can spend a lot more money on cigars. I than know. That. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I know. But I hope the return is a whole lot better than just smoke. You know what I mean? So, it just means now you get to <laughs> technically you get all the goodies cheaper, but right. bills gonna go up. Exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you know. That's the funny thing. But I, I mean, the plan is to have the community to help pay for a lot of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not afraid of uh, any, uh, let's see, roadblocks or, you know, run into difficult situations and things like that. I mean, I deal with that kind of stuff on a regular basis uh, in the uh, profession that I'm in now. But of course, it's me managing another company's money. Mm -hmm. So I truly feel that I have the knowledge and the wisdom to manage my own money and to run a business. And I know it's a totally different business, but you know I have that. Well, and without yeah, sometimes these little analogies pop in my head, right? You know, you you look at handling someone's money or their portfolios as risk and investments. Well, your risk and your investment in this industry, your risk is the bar, your investment is the tobacco. Yes. And if you don't play those two right, yes. you're going to outprice one or the other. Or you will outprice the customer walking in the door. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. Uh, so if you play it that way, you know, that in pretty good, right? Is that good? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. But that's, oh. that's, the, that's the reason why I jumped in and, uh, you know, I'm full, full speed ahead and, you know, I've been working on this thing. I developed the LLC in 2021, uh, April of 2021, and here we are, fall of 2023, and it's almost here. Yeah. When, when are you looking forward to your opening day? What do you think? Oh, man. Shall I add four weeks to it? 
I'm, 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 I'm a very optimistic I person. I told my guys, when are you going to be done? And they said, we had this thing knocked out in two days. And they said, so you're saying four. <laughs> I'm a very right. optimistic person. Yeah. And I've been told by the construction crew, I've been told by the design crew that, you know, this is going to be done. This is going to be done. Those dates have come and gone. And I see how the construction crews are handling their specific tasks and things like that. So to be safe, I would say November okay. uh, opening. Uh, what I'm planning on doing is doing like a soft opening, invite only nice. opening first, you know, uh, for you know six to eight hours, something like that, shut down for two weeks and do a grand opening after getting all the kinks out, all the bugs, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. That's a cool way to do that, you know, because you, you turn everything on, right? You know, it's like, um, I remember I, <laughs> Was a governor. Somebody used to tell me that uh, carnivals and theme parks were haunted because on Sunday nights around midnight you see everything turn on. Right. Well, we're doing it. It's like safety checks and shit. Exactly. You, know, you got to make exactly. sure the roller coaster slide off the thing. It's, it's kind a, of a cool way to look at it. Exactly it's, it's a checklist, pretty much. Yeah. It's just like what pilots do on a regular basis before they fly. They, yeah. they check off all their boxes and make sure that everything is functioning properly before they take off. And basically, that invite. Uh, you know, soft opening is that checklist to see if the kegerator is working properly, if we're getting the right uh, pours, or the, how the service and bartenders are working with the staff. I mean, with the customers and everything. Things yeah. of that nature. Taking down suggestions and you know, uh, from from customers and people you know that are going to be hopefully frequenting the bar and take that under consideration. And you know, I don't. I have a plan, but that doesn't mean that my plan is solid. What I, I what I like doing is getting information and 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 sharing or delivering using that information that I receive to to you know do things better because I may have a plan but that doesn't mean that my plan is going to be solid whereas you may have an idea about that plan that I hadn't even thought about you know what I mean so well the good news is just for me looking around you've got ninety percent of it under control. And then the other 5% will come pretty quick. But in my experience, it's always that last 5% that's going to be a that, that is the, the, the little, the big stuff can get taken care of in a timely manner, but it's that last 5% that's all that little stuff the that shit. all has to come together, right? Yep. The bow tie and everything yep. and the icing on the cake. Yep. I remember he told me that That can be a little rough, mm -hmm. but. If you can get, you've got what? You've got almost two weeks left in October. Yes. And then, so you maybe you get your 5%, you're working on that last 5%, you're at 95, and you're working on that 5% the first couple of weeks of November, and you're right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, just, you know, that 5% that, you, that you're speaking about, those are the little small things that keep me up at night. Yeah. You know, a lot of people ask, you know, like, how do you, try to manage your nine to five, you know, keeping up with that, you know, those millions of dollars and making sure that those projects are going properly and still trying to open your own business. And I just basically say, I don't sleep much. You know, yeah. That's <laughs> right. it, just basically what it is. I, I work, hit the gym here and there, and then I go, and then I come here or either I go home and I'm still working on you know my nine to five plus along with you know jotting things down making sure that i have a checklist for every day of what i need to do or what i need to cover 
for the for the bar, pretty much. My checklist starts at 5.30 in the morning when I wake up and stay in that bed another hour <laughs> and run it all through my head of what today is, what tomorrow is, and you know, thinking about A has to have before B and C and whatever, and then get it up, get up, write it on paper, get going. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I write a lot of things now. Thing I'm really excited yeah, he, to see what you Yeah, he actually talked about it. I write a lot. It's really funny because you can go back from the original idea of just our podcast mm -hmm. into the company based on paper he's got and the two little books I've got. It won't make sense, but we can make a book. There'd be a lot of pages of chapters <laughs> and shit. <laughs> But, so what got you guys into, I know you're the ones that's supposed to be asking the question, but so what got you into doing the podcast and everything? Um, tell Well, um, my theory has always been work hard, family hard, and then play hard. You got to have an equal balance. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I love to do is go around, meet people, see people, go see new places, venture out and see what's kind of going on around everything and you know I had a love for cigars have a love for bourbon and ended up at a place where I met Mark and um, he was a, a new manager there and got to meet him and enjoyed his company right off the bat and I, he was a total scotch fanatic at the time yeah I was too I was a scotch yeah and he's like he goes, so what's your guess? I says, well, I'm a bourbon guy. And he goes, okay, man, so let's do a bourbon. I says, well, I looked at all, you know, 100 or something. I says, what about that little white one with the number six on it? He goes, yeah. I go, how much is that a pour? He goes, six bucks. We'll bring it down. Let's get going. And then the rest is history. He was there for a while. I was coming once a week. And we had a group of friends that we still all have today that have all been on our podcast. And we're trying to get them all together again. Looks like it's going to happen in a couple weeks. That's awesome. And, uh, Mark wanted to open a place, and I said, yeah, I have aspirations of that. And I said, but he had a, um, a little, uh, uh, what, what is it, uh, you guys were doing, you had one a week, you were doing a uh, live broadcast. Oh yeah, a little YouTube thing. YouTube, yeah. anyway, we were doing that, I was on that a couple of times, and then I said, hey, we talked about doing a podcast. And I said, why don't we get a podcast going? Me and you just sit down and we talk about bourbon and cigars. And I said, okay, but we're not scripting shit. Right. And uh, anyway, I said, then let's get that thing going. And we've talked about letting it happen organically. We don't script anything. We just fly from the hip and have fun. We talk about great cigars, bourbon, then whatever else is going right. on, man. Sports, banter. We don't talk a lot about politics, but what's going on. Yeah. We went all through the, uh, me and him still back every week. We did a lot of Zooming during the COVID thing. And I said, at the end of the day, then we got, we decided to do a cigar. Mm -hmm. We were just gonna do a cigar. I said, well, hell, let's make one good if we're gonna do it. And I said, after we get some years under our belt, we'll make a name for ourselves, Craft Imperial, and me and Mark, the Viking, the Bourbon Cowboy. And then if we want to open a place, then we tell all our listeners where we're open up. We yeah. change for our place. So these guys are buying up all the spots. <laughs> By the time we get, get ready, there'll be a spot for us, believe I'm sure there will. There's, yeah. there's plenty no, of buildings. But, but that's, that's 100% to the point. That's how it happened. And then we just, we literally, I mean, since 2000, I think, November of 18, 
and it sounds like we're fucking married or something. We, I think it's been two weeks we haven't seen each other. You know, the first wow. day a week, right, right, a right. day a week, so twice a week sometimes. But we uh, just keep going, man, and it's, and it's fun. You know, it's like, this is cool that we get to do this and we hang out. You know, I still have a full-time job. He's still got a full-time job. Yeah. His family's getting bigger, bigger and bigger. He's got grandkids on the way and stuff. You know, he's got obligations. Right, right. Family things that have to be attended to. And, um, so we can't, we can't just, it's really funny now. It's that thing, it's like, damn, we didn't do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> now it's nothing for us. Like, and the cool thing about this is like, obviously we have a schedule with you and to, get, to sit down with you and all yeah. that. But on a regular week, it's like, yo, what are you doing Thursday? Or we'll talk on Monday or Tuesday. It's like, hey, this is going on, or this is going on, or do you want to do this? And the only consistent thing that we have is that backpack, these microphones, that computer, and this iPad. Gotcha. And then we always have cigars and bourbon, wherever we go. But yeah, to that point, I've said it a hundred times in podcasts, every matter of the one. I joke about this because I've got a very extensive McAllen collection. I was a McAllen snob. Yeah. My brother's. I, I guess you could say I still am. My, but bro- my brother's a big McAllen. Uh, yeah, I think the Edgerton and Company stuff, like Balvini Highland Park. When you get into all that, I love Highland finished scotches, p- p- particularly Pedro Jimenez Sherry's that McAllen was known for, and Oroloso in the '90s and mm-hmm. things like that. And when we met, I had two bottles of bourbon. I had a bottle of Maker's Marker, a bottle of Jack Daniels. At the point in time, I thought they were both bourbon. I couldn't tell you the difference between the two. They just sat there. I had 76 bottles of scotch. I probably still have the same 76 bottles of scotch. Yeah. And I got more bourbon than I can fucking count now. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's insane. And it's it's really this relationship that that him and I started. Like, I mean, ever you, you got friends and you share with your friends and this mm-hmm. and that, but... Ever since the moment we sat down, like the first time we were outside together and like we were having drinks or we were having cigars, there's probably always been this this constant where you sit down, our humidors are open, there's always like four of the bottles are just sitting there. Right. And you go through your night, you have a good time, and then you do it again tomorrow, or you do it again next week, and there's it's just it's always there. Like this, this love thing is always there where it's like if I'm having fun. You're having fun. Your day sucks, let's make it better. My day sucks, let's make yours worse. Like, let's do that, right? <laughs> Some days, yeah. both of our days. <laughs> yeah, and then we go break the most hard and start laughing our asses off. Yeah, but, and that's what we did. So what we've been able to do is through my years in the industry and as long as I've been smoking, as long as he's been smoking, the people that we've met, it's we go out the lounges now. We hang out with everybody, you know? Like, we go to every lounge that we want to. And go in and hang out and say what's up, you know. I was gonna ask that, like, how many how many guests do you guys do per week, or do you do something every week? Do you have a guest every week, or do you have no. a guest every other day? Or no, no. How often do you do your podcast? We record once a week. Sometimes we'll do a podcast on the back of my pickup. <laughs> That's happened. That's happened. But that has happened. most of the time, uh, depending on his schedule or mine. We try to get out and see somebody new and talk with somebody and promote somebody's business and still talk about what we talk about and whatever. And it's a great community thing. That yes, it is. Still, like, here we are at Ash getting ready to get open and we're already here mm-hmm. talking right. with you and becoming brothers together yeah. and enjoying mm-hmm. our company and smoking our first cigar together and drinking a little drink. 
And, uh, and that's kind of what we've done the last three years, and everybody's been really open to it and really enjoying us coming. And that's, you know, when, when Mark reached out to me and everything, introduced himself, and uh, we were chatting it up, and I was like, yeah, that'd be fucking cool, you know what I'm saying? I say, but, you know, we're not open yet. <laughs> and he was like, oh, fuck, that's even better. That's, 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 that's golden, you know what I'm saying? I say, I'll be there, you know what I'm saying? But I'll be, I'll be working, I'll be dirty or whatever. He said, dude. It'll be fine. That's no that's that's perfect. That's yeah. yeah. You know, don't worry about it. We'll set up. We we'll bring everything. You just be there to your natural self, and you know, I mean, it's hard for me not to be that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And like, like, like Calloway said, it's yes, you're you're one of our shops, right? You carry the product. That's dope. But it gives us extra, even more fun and reason to be around. You know, like some of our favorite things to do. We've done. We're just sitting in a lounge. Someone buys the cigars. And we've done, we've sat there and just talked like we're smoking cigars and the whole thing and left. And then you come back two weeks later, someone goes, man, you could have told me you owned the company. Right. <laughs> like, wow, you were doing all the work for me. So right. We're good, we're good to go. Exactly. Exactly. But it's like, then we get to use the podcast. The podcast was us talking shit and having fun. It's still us talking shit and having fun. But now we get to do things like, as soon as your grand opening comes around. Mm-hmm. Boom, guess what? Yeah, I think we'll be there early in the day. We'll do a little podcast. You come in, roll up, little discount code or something. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. whatever. And then we have, like he said, our, our motley crew of fucking guests. We have our, like our friend, our boys group that's still around. Um, we're trying to get them all in in a couple of weeks. I think I've got the missing counterpart coming, so I think it'll work. But uh, we bring that all around. I mean, it's nothing for, like, <laughs> literally. You get open when we come in, we have a podcast where you want to set up. I don't want to go upstairs. No, I want to sit right here. Those three guys are getting the mic. What? Yeah. Let's do it. And then someone goes, hey, did you see this? And off we go. And at some point, we'll come back and talk about scars. But it's going to go down. Right. Yeah, we, we do it all the time. It's, it's just the fun part about it. So what are you looking forward to most about getting open? Like, what, what is it that... Obviously, you want to, like you said, you want to, obviously, you don't start this to not make money, but right. you want to make money inside your passion, something that you really enjoy. What I'm outside of all that, what is you looking forward to most? What I'm looking forward to most is just the camaraderie of the cigar community here in St. Louis of how strong it is and how that community that I see at Grand Crew or at Stanley's or at you know, Cigar on the Hill, some of those same uh, persons were frequent or hopefully they would start to frequent ash, you know, just like you mentioned. You know, everyone loves their favorite Cigar Island or Cigar Bar, but, you know, a lot of people, I would say 50% of the community frequent other Cigar lounges, you know, they like to pop in over here this week or pop in over there the next week type thing. Oh, yeah. You know, whereas I want to be able to build our own community here at Ash, but also still welcoming and still wanting other other uh, persons to come from other communities and enjoy Ash as well. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, standards have their, you know, their, there's, on crowd all the time that, that's going to be there no matter what. You know, Grand Crew, you know, you can stop in there, you know, you're going to see that same guy that's going to be there that you saw the last time that you were there in the hill. You know, all those places are all the same. You know, you go to Lit, you know, you're going to have at least 
four or five people that every time you go, you know that person's going to be there. Yeah, I want to be able to build that same community. You've always got your your, your shop regulars, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get your you know, shop's been open long enough. You're like, who's that guy? And that's just the mayor of you know. Mm-hmm. He's always in the same chair and same. Right. He's here every day. He's just doing his thing. Don't worry about it. You know, but. Um, that will happen. That's one of the we've talked about it all the time. One of the coolest things about cigar smokers is when when they go anywhere. Like I, you know, and what makes St. Louis really unique is most cities that we were talking about Indianapolis earlier, right? Right. The lounges are all within this this kind of radius of each other, but also around that radius are all the good restaurants, mm-hmm. the steakhouses, right. the event center, yep. all right there. The cool thing about St. Louis is that you have. All these different, I guess you could almost call them boroughs. You got these different neighborhoods, and they're all the same distance to the same restaurants, right. event centers. But each little area has got its own swagger. It's got its own thing going on. Right. You know, it makes it makes it different in its own setting. And the unique thing is, there's not another one of these in St. Louis. Not as much. There's not another stamps. There's not another exactly. lip. There's not another crew. Exactly. There's not another hill. Correct. There's a Montres and smoking set. Correct. Literally the same damn concept, completely different outcomes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Correct. That what I mean by that is they're both houses. Mm-hmm. Completely different outcomes. Yep. You know what I mean? It. it, it that is what so is different vibe of their culture mm-hmm. and what they're trying to do there. You know. Right. And that's another question I have for you is what do you see your vibe here? Maybe it's just going to grow organically, but um, are you planning on having music here yes. and sports and being able to come in and yes. watch basketball, yes. football, yes. soccer? Of course, now yes. we're a huge soccer yeah, town. Yeah, we're a huge soccer town. I mean, well, you got three blocks from you, maybe yes. one of the best soccer teams in the country yes. right now. Yes. So that's and that's the whole uh, vibe. That's the, uh, you know, I want. Ash would be a more upscale lounge uh, compared to your typical lounge that you've gone to. Uh, they're going to be a lot more of the more upscale bourbons, the scotches, the wines, um, the, the servers, the bartenders, you know, mixologists and things like that. Uh, we want to bring in or, or, you know, have a different type of uh, community when it comes to you know, people who enjoy uh, the cigars and still enjoy the live music or this special drink that, you know, you can't get or you haven't gotten at Stanley's or you haven't gotten at Lit or you haven't gotten at Burn in Indianapolis. Exactly, exactly. You know, I just, I just like like I was saying earlier, you know, the, our, the, our community, and I say our, the cigar community, it's huge. Uh, the last that I read, it was seven billion. Yeah, and that's down, by the way. I mean, yeah. so, uh, that's down. That's projected down. Yeah. Right, you know, I'm, 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 I'm sure they uh, sandbagging the numbers, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I just want a, a, a small portion of that. And yeah. I know that our city, our county can provide that. I mean, yeah. there's enough to go around. And there's something like, we'll, we'll get a little video just for the Patreon to see if you can kind of point out everything that's going to happen in the lounge in this space. But, Said there's not another one of these. Whenever you guys see what I'm talking about, when you look at it this way, you just you can't help. Like, I know it's probably harder for you because you're like just what you do. You've done it forever. Like the idea, as soon as you walk in, you're like, 
Say that like, and because even if you don't want to instigate the conversation, the conversation is going to be someone's going to somebody's, somebody's going to initiate. You know what I mean? Well, at crew, you cannot. You got to go past all the chairmen yeah, exactly. right when you walk in. Right. So it's inevitable. You got to say hi to everybody and get going. The anti-social shit. You're saying hi five times. Right. It's probably a couple handshakes in there somewhere. But yeah, no, it's exciting, man. It, it really is. It's it's, it's going to look amazing. Yeah, it, it, it really is exciting. I mean, you know, especially when I get to put my own hands on it, you know, put up, be a part of the construction itself instead of, you know, paying everyone to do certain things. You know, there's, there's certain things that I can do myself. There's certain things that my other partners can do themselves, like whereas we get here on the weekend and, you know, we have A, B, and C to take care of, you know. One partner is gonna take care of this, one partner is gonna take care of that, and another partner, you know, we're gonna work together on this and that, and just like, you know, this entire week, uh, I'm, I'm off work on PTO and I'm spending, I would say, 70% of my time here at the lounge getting things done that I know I can get done myself, whereas I know I can check them off my list. Right, nice. Yeah. All right, let's bring it back to the store, man. How are you doing this way? Very good. Nice. Very good. So Very this solid. is, this Very is spooky. So this is, I know you're coming to the event next week. Yep, I'll be there. This is what we're launching through October. It's the newest, the newest release um, in our black and white series. You, you look at the bag, you understand why. Um, but we've, this has been a lot of fun. I've, I haven't smoked one in about a week. You ever smoked a spooky? Spooky, a spook, a spooky okay. in about a week. Okay. Right. Because I mean, it's been about four days. Okay. It's like we got we got two events next week, so it's gonna be spooky. It's spooky <laughs> for like yeah. Fucking day, so, um, but do you find any sweetness in it yet? I haven't yet. No. no. God damn it! I'm the only one. Next to Miguel now, saying cinnamon, I'm only at, you know an inch and a half, two inches in. Yeah. But you know that could change. But um, I, I mean, I think probably all in all, I probably smoked three of them in the last couple of weeks. Um, especially since this is 
tent month with the monsters. We're big Halloween guys. So we do a lot of Todd, a lot of monsters, a lot of this this month. But that introducing Spooky and getting him in to the deal. And we were just talking about last week. We're one of the few cigar lines that uh, kind of revolves around a Halloween theme. Oh, yeah. We yeah. got someone, someone uh, messaged us and was like, hey. Um, because we were sharing the face redux dropped and, and we, we were, the podcast we did, we were smoking monsters. And Which you may not know what that is, but they have a monster series, like all the old school monsters. Do you know Do I have, do I have cigars? No. Right. That's why I said that. Yes! They have a huge series of cigars when they first started out, the monster series. So we're big Halloween guys. We're big. Like, I'm a big creature from the Black Lagoon and... He has all these cigars, so this we kind of hold them for this month. Yeah, and then me and him are like, "Hey, let's get spooky." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um. So Pete Johnson, I was talking about his cigars. So all his stuff is blended by Pete Garcia, my okay. father. Okay. Um, and uh, he'd been around. I, I want to say he's only he's only been open. Like, it started in '07, so I think it's 20 years. Two, two. Yeah, that's right. 20 years. So he started in '05. He's just coming out. The first monster came out '07. So he's a big horror movie. So what he did is he did the original 13 monsters and he went Frankenstein, Dracula, The Face. Gotcha. Um, he, ran, he ran out to Wolfman, The Mummy, Jekyll and Hyde, Chucky, Bride of Chucky, Michael Myers, you know. So they went out. They became this cult classic among cigar smokers. Then they got really popular and everybody wanted them. So then he did the skinny monster size. Well, Everybody's been pounding him for years. Like, hey, are you going to keep the monster series going? Like, nah. He's done a couple of one-offs, like the Karloff, but he's like, nah. So what he did is two years ago, he's like, we're going to do the Redux. We're going to run the original 13 again. But this time, the sizes are a little different. Okay. Box design is a little different. And you release them all over again. So we're smoking those. And of course, we got you looking at our cigars. You, know, you, got, you got a Cyclops with an anchor. You got a Smiling Pumpkin. You got a freaking Grim Reaper scythe, and then you got Spooky the cat. And uh, somebody was like, hey, if we don't have Craft Imperial, and they're from, I don't know where they were from, but, and we don't have monsters, what's a good Halloween cigar? And I stopped and I went, uh, I have to get back to you on it. <laughs> we had a 20 minute conversation. So I'm gonna walk the question to you. Out of every humidor you've been in, right? Just grabbing a door, anyone, or whatever, wherever you call from, run it through your mind. If you were going to a Halloween party, everything was Halloween is theme. What cigars do you grab? Shit. Spooky. Something something to something to He's not open yet. I mean something to I mean if you if you doing a Halloween if it's Halloween weekend and you know we're on a cigar binge or you know we're just gonna hit all of all the cigar bars and every cigar lounges doing their Halloween thing. You're gonna you're gonna search or you're gonna look for that cigar that is pertaining to that yeah. particular thing. And it, I, I mean that's what I would. hundred percent. So we stopped and got to thinking, and I was like, you know, honestly, the first one that came to my mind, and it's and even Kelly pointed out, it's not necessarily. It's not, I mean, it's nowhere any reason close to Halloween. But if you think about it, I was talking about the asylums. You know, asylum thirteen, CLE, the straight jacket. Uh, they've got the ogre. You know, but I'm like. 
Other than that, you got like Diave has Diave. But again, how many lounges have Diave? No. Yeah. Or how many lounges have Diave but don't have the exclusives? Yeah. Like the full moon and stuff. And I said the only best one I could come up with was Magneto Esperanto Orange because it's orange. <laughs> that was a really good. It stumped me. I did. It was a really good question. I was like, and we didn't even think about no. that when we have kind of developed this line because you can you can every major holiday, right? So Thanksgiving is about thanks and giving. Right. So you can give whatever the hell you want because you're gonna smoke it with somebody and give it away. Uh, Christmas time, everyone's doing advent calendars now. You've got the four or five packs of cigars that are in the, the, the Christmas box. So they're dressed for the time. Um, you know, shit, if you, have a, if you have a child, you can buy cigars and say it's a girl, it's a boy. Rocky still makes those. Um, St. Patrick's Day, everyone's on the candela camp for St. Patrick's Day now. Um, Fourth of July, CAO Americana, right? Um, for Florida Alivo. You can buy those. Um, is it a holiday I'm like, forgetting here? I mean, uh, you know, yeah. Valentine's Day counts up. Labor Day, Memorial Day. Memorial Day, Red White Blue. Yeah. Labor Day, mm -hmm. buy the guy laboring cigars. Yeah. It's just interesting when you think about it. You, almost every, um, even even like in October, right, with Halloween, the other thing in October is Big Forest Breast Cancer Awareness Month, right? Well, yep. So when they releases all their rare things. You know, it, it certain ones are played to, but the one that's not is Halloween. Yeah. And I get, look, you can't you can't do anything pretending to a scary movie because if you do, even if he doesn't come after you, the whole cigar community is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Should he copy Pete? Like, come on, man, stop. You know. Oh, I didn't say Lost Calaveras because of the 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 sugar skull. Yeah. And that's a play on Day of the Dead. Yeah. You know, through that. Um, yeah. So that was really unique. I, we, I mean, me and you really never sat down and talked about that. I mean, it just kind of last week is when we were kind of like. Because normally you get you've been you've been in the industry so long, or you've been smoking so you smoke so many cigars. Yeah. Someone can, some normally you get hit with those questions like, uh, "Hey, my humidor's not working. What do I do?" Fair. Um, which is your favorite cigar of these two in this line? Right. Yeah. We do it all the time, but then that one came and I was like, ha, yeah. Um, I'll have to get back now. I don't know. Because uh, that was actually this was the first thing he said. He went spooky. Like, well, so, with, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting that, you know, your line is based upon your love for, you know, monsters or horror, that type of thing. So, what drove you to spooky? Like, like. Well, I can tell you exactly what happened. I also have some property down in St. James. I have some uh, land there, about 100 acres, and we, through my uh, wife's family, and we would go down there and we would do a little Halloween down there and have people. And um, I always have Halloween decorations down there. And I had this cat. Somebody gave me like a uh, button was this cat that was always lighting up. I was like, man, I really like that. The way it looks and the cat. And probably a year ago, I was like, man, I drew up something. We were all drinking down at them. And I drew up a cat with a big cigar in his mouth. I go, man, this would be a great one. Spooky. 
And he's like, yeah, that would be great. And it just kind of sat on the shelf. Mm -hmm. And then we were trying some new blends and whatever. And I'm like, man, we've got enough time. We can maybe add another one because we have another line that it's not a secret that we're going to slowly start developing called the old ones. And that's going to be our next series. But I said, while we're working on this, why don't we add Spooky? And that's kind of how this one came about. And I studied art in college. I played football, but everybody's like, well, that's not a real, how many football players are like art guys? Yeah, he's got to be Oh, really? Oh, it's, it's annoying. Yeah. Like, he, he, I remember the first time he showed me, like, I, I'm sorry, I don't know if my book is drawn. He's got a book with all of his drawings and sketches and shit. We go out and I was trying to buy shit off. He's like, no, you can't have that. I'm like, dude, are you fucking, I'm like, bro, sell the thing. He's like, nah, it's nothing. If you look right here, it's messed up. I'm like, you drew it. You can say that. Right. But that's what I was about to say. Picasso is probably pissed about every painting he drew. You know, okay, but, but no, he is legitimately an artist, and that's one of the fun things that, that happened with all of our blends, from, from Cyclops to Spooky. The story to it is simply so unique to conversations between him and I that it, it, it can't be replicated. It's just, it's, everyone's got a unique story to it that's so much fun. And it just so happened that I'm a horror movie buff. Like, I, I intentionally watch movies to try and scare myself. It's getting really fucking hard lately. But yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm tired of spending money on these things. But um, and then he's just he's a huge Halloween guy, fall guy, spooky guy. We like just the, the, the ominous fun is, is the most fun for us. He's cars pumpkins freestyle. That's, really? you know, that's kind of where the blue game came from. But not that's actually where the label came from. It's a pumpkin he carved. Um, and then the song the, the the lyric, the screaming song. Are you a music guy? I am. Remember he asked to turn on the music to a mountain? Yeah, he doesn't. Well, it's, there's a song called, uh, and it's probably Walking Past the Graveyard like late last night on Hooligan's Night. Uh, and it talks about you know, all the spookies and the goblins and running around town and walking past the graveyard. And I was like, man, the hooligan. There is another hooligan out there, but it's, what, what's it called? Filthy Hooligan. Yeah, Filthy Hooligan. But anyway, I was like, let's go for it. Do it a pumpkin. It just all seemed to work. And that's kind of been our vibe. And um, it's and I hate to say generic because that's kind of what, the, what we've said. But it's just kind of let it happen as it goes, you know? Organic. Organic. What did I say? Generic? Yeah. Let's trade that word. Yeah, right yeah. No, and that's, that's literally how, how we've been doing it, man. And it's... <laughs> It's so funny because if, if we could just have one on audio, like the nights that some of these things would come up with, it's completely ridiculous. And I've already got it. Oh my god, yeah, <laughs> they're great. He does it methodically too. Like we're hanging out and he goes, he'll be like, hey, I just uh, so I drew this last night. <laughs> Alright man, so this is one I'm thinking like Lancero, possibly a little Paper and right. I'm going to come up with another one. <laughs> but he's like, next year. I'll just play the chair. Okay. <laughs> we'll so, go. did but. you design the band? Yeah, I just sat down and me and Mark were like, I think we got a blend and we started talking about it. We uh, got a couple more blends and let's smoke it. Because, first and foremost, and this is more him, 
but to make sure we've got construction right, right? Because you don't want any construction problems. Right. You want to make sure the wrapper, because we, we've gone through some wrappers on, um, that was the, was it the Reaper? Mm, hooligan. The Hooligan. And I was like, yeah, I think this wrapper's a little light. We had some problems with it, and then we finally got that worked out. But that's his big proponent of quality control, making sure of this. And then uh, it's not to our, because we can't just, it's like certain bourbons, you know? Certain, like, we usually drink 100 and above. Right. We like spicy, full-bodied cigars. Yeah. That's not everybody cool. likes it. So we, we have to find a happy median, not exactly what we like, but something of what we like, and put it in our cigars, and then um, and then we come up with a blend. And then I start thinking about a design, and then I just sit down on a napkin or a piece of paper, whatever, start drawing some shit up, show it to him, he goes, I love it. And then I've got a couple kids, graphic kids, I'll have them clean it up, and the next thing we know, we're on our way. It is amazing how it's on a napkin, and then it's a JPEG or a PDF, right. or like a day later, it's absolutely wild. But yeah, it's, that's how that's how we work. I mean, the creativeness is the is, is between us. Like it doesn't work one. You know yeah, what I mean? It, like it doesn't work. It, it's always it's always that 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 idea. It's like yeah, sure, I could do this and go pay some artist who knows what they can run you for to to do a design, and right. then you find out you're selling that design, and then same thing. He could run off, keep his designs, go talk to someone and blend up cigars. Who knows if they're fucking ripping him up. It's, you know, the the, the first hundred he gets are one way, the next thousand or, you know, took a shortcut, you know? You don't want to run into any of that. But it's like you were saying, but for the first time that, that we slammed together was when we originally blended the Wooligan. There's a three-year-old bottle wrap on the cigar now. Originally, it was a uh, 12 or 18 month old Sumatra wrapper. Had a really cool hue to it. Smoothest damn cigar ever felt. We smoked about 20 of them, I think, over two weeks. And it was like a song. We'd light them together. Mine would smoke great, beautiful ash, solid. His would explode. Ah, oh, shit, okay, let's do another one. Mine would explode, his would smoke. Really? And I'm like, okay, shit, man. So you're telling me 50% of what we do is gonna blow up? Yeah. I mean, it's not a lawsuit, but you can be able to lot of people's cigars. Right. And um, so we fixed that. That was the first part we had. But yeah, the way the way that, that we throw it all together is, is again what makes it so unique and fun for us is is it's it's a lot of fun to share all of that. But we don't owe it to anybody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the families we work with, they're doing this blending. That's all of them. To trust me, if, if they wanted it, everybody would know who they were and they'd be blending from fucking everybody. I'd tell everyone. But that's their problem. Yeah, they don't want to. So we hold it back that way, which is cool. But it gives us a reason to be able to sit here and do this with you. What's up? I've got a question uh, for the both of you. Um, business, business. Businessman to businessman, what would be one piece of advice that you would be willing to share with me that you think would be a valuable piece of information that myself and my partners could use as we venture into this this whole neck of the woods? Well, <clears throat> you're starting out a little different adventure than what we're up. To. 
me and him talk a lot about where we are, where we're going a little bit, and um, but you 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 got kind of a bigger stage going. But I mean, keeping the open uh, communication with you and your partners is definitely cool, and always talking and keeping that open line. And then people that want to come in and talk to you and um, hear their ideas and such because. Wow, without that, I mean, because those are the people that are going to be coming to your place mm -hmm. and getting their advice. Mm -hmm. And because somebody could walk in here and tell you something and you'd be like, holy shit, I never thought about exactly. that, but that's fantastic. So always have an open mind um, of change mm -hmm. and something that you may do something differently. And I think that's the biggest thing is just being an open mind and um, always inviting new ideas into your, your situation. Right. Uh, but obviously yours is a little bigger than I's been having an open um, conversation with your partners and your your people who are coming your regulars and whatever that how they would like to see it and whatever and taking their ideas and saying yeah we'll definitely think about that and whatever yeah I think I, I think being that spot I thing I'd say is is keep the vibe right and, and just you gotta have fun with it yeah you know, the moment I feel like the moment that you quit enjoying it, yeah. It's it's just gonna evaporate from beneath you, you know. You gotta but, have fun. Yeah, you gotta have fun. And like, like you said, I'll hammer down what you said. But you just said. <laughs> I, I had this conversation with Google before, and I've told people, you know, it's not hard to sell cigars and and spirits, right? People want that. That's the thing you have to remember. This is all want, not need. And the person that needs to be at your bar, you don't want that person in there. You know what I mean? So, like you said, yeah, you might you might over the course of your career with this line, your line's over a hundred years, you might hear a million people walking in and give you an idea. Right. But if you don't listen to every single one of those, or you don't take the opportunity to even consider Sorry. something that someone comes your way, you can always say no, but at least give them the idea that the consideration is there. I think that's it just in, in this, I can tell you anything else, but in this, I think he nailed that right on the head. And listen to people because I always, I, I told my wife this a bunch of times, it's like, well, what do you want? Well, I want this. Okay. And I'll tell her a specific thing. And then I'll be like, well, I want to do this. I want to do this. So are you listening? Because somebody you've met, right, or has already been around is the person that could bring that to you or give you the ideas or help you with what you're wanting to do. But if you sidestep it and you don't spend the time to listen to them, maybe you missed what you were really wanting and that was the person that could help that come to fruition. So it, I'm assuming you've already experienced that with some of your um, people that are already working with you. So always be listening because a lot of people say like, man, I always wanted this and this. I say, are you really listening? Because Maybe that's already come to you three or four times and you weren't really listening. Yeah. So I, I'm just saying keep an open mind and listen to people. And, but you got to have fun with it. You're yeah, really yeah. Oh, my counterpart of that. In this industry, don't listen to everybody that actually buys something. Don't do that. Yeah. Because you're going to have you're gonna have those smokers come in and they're like, dude, if you carry this line, I'll buy it every day. Right. You bring in that line. They come to that you event, you don't see them for another year. Exactly. <laughs> and then you're sitting on said product, right? right? Yeah. yeah. You're sitting on a product that That's you always, the person saying that they were going to buy one every day yeah. and you haven't seen it in six months. That's always the fun. Right. 
And then the worrying about stuff. I've been in business now for a long, long, long time, and there's always come times when in any of my businesses where things have gotten sketchy and I've worried too much about it, and it all works out. It always does. Not that you're not working on it, right? You're not toiling forward every day doing your thing, but you gotta have fun with it and, and uh, it'll work out as long as you're doing all the right things and moving forward. I think that's the only way. You're failing forward, yeah. right? So, anyway. and, and as invested as you are, and I don't mean that monetarily, like the way how you talk about how you wanna do as much as you can by yourself, that care, you leave that inside this, And don't, especially on the cigar side, don't don't get upset during the seasons when you're insanely busy for three weeks and then you're doing a third of what you did right. three weeks after that. Right. It'll come back. It comes in and out, you know. It's but those are things you'll pick up and shit, maybe you'll build this thing out and a thousand people in here every fucking day. Who knows? You know, you you don't know. Yeah, this is a Mickner's and Mark has uh, spent some time with Mickner's. I have obviously drank this many times. This is just over 90 proof and um, We've drank Mickner's many times, and it's another fantastic line of bourbon that's very good. It's one of the ones when him and I started going over bourbon. Yeah. Heaven Hill, I think, I still think that Heaven Hill, when they have all their fingers in, I think that Old Fitzgerald, for, for what that's worth, because I know it's allocated and hard to find, but I think that's first, if not the second, best whiskey ever put through the glass uh, as the years go. You know. It's, Really, we did a podcast trying to argue which year was better, and it almost felt pretentious as fuck. <laughs> we were sitting on over $2,100 worth of bottles, and we're like, oh, I think 13 is better than all. Like, oh. But at the same time, if you're on the Patreon, you watch the video, we're half naked in a pool. <laughs> I'm sunburning as the video's going, which is great. I get redder, and it's the sun. But no, Victor's was one that I. I when him and I started, we were hanging out a lot. I was down at his bar in his basement. And, try this, try that, try this, try that, try this, try that, try this, try that. I went and bought a bottle of that. And that's just a Mickey's bourbon. That's just their flagship, whatever. It's their flagship small batch. I fell in love. And then their rye is amazing. Um, their 10 year rye is creme de la creme of juice. Um, but that bottle is expensive and I don't have this much left. So yeah. Yeah, you have to save for that. But yeah, it's just it's one of those bourbons that, and it's one of those bourbons that we talk about. You can pretty much find Michter's small batch when it's available everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's between forty-five and fifty-four. Um, but, but look at that beautiful amber. Yeah, I mean that that is just it's a beautiful bottle. Yeah, and we've had this on there a couple of times. Well, as many podcasts have. As we have done, it's hard not to, I mean, to repeat many times. But also, you guys have to understand, and we've talked about this, this is this year's batch. There's always another year's right. batch. Somebody says, well, that's the only thing they're ever going to make. No, they're going to make another batch of next course, year, of course. and it's going to be this and that. Um, we also like the Booker's line, which they... Um, I've never had that before. Really? Booker's, yeah. Oh, okay. I have that. 
Well, they have Little Book and they have uh, Booker's and they usually put out, it's a small batch of four that they put out every year that we love. Out of four that they put out every year, typically there's one that catches your eye a little bit more, your pal a little bit more than um, the other two or three. Um, like in the, the past year and a half, they had put out one lumber yard, which just was amazing. But like, just going from this, which was 100 proof, this is a little smaller proof, that is a blend of, of some really rich notes. I don't, I don't think that uh, seven year, I don't get a real sweetness out of that, but this one I do. There's yeah, a little, yeah, a little yeah, sweet yeah. in this. So another thing me and Mark good. don't like do is like, so everybody knows you can, there's a taste profile on Google, you know, and it'll tell you, oh, there's toffee or some uh, roasted molasses mm -hmm. and there's leather, hay and all those things in there. And I'm like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he's taking like. Yeah, we, we've been <laughs> in bourbon, just both bourbon and cigars, and it just shows the malleability of human beings. The suggesting, like, sorry. So we were at a tasting once, um, cigars and bourbon, this thing, and uh, it was Four Roses, actually, and they're talking about the bottle before anyone drinks it. And like, mm -hmm. if you guys look at your bottle and you'll read the outside, you'll see the uh, distiller notes on what you, everyone's tasting it, and everyone starts talking, like, oh my God, some fish cherries, and, Chocolate, everyone's got it. So then it was wine pours. It was the same damn juice. Right down what you tasted. Right. No one talked about it. But off the charts. Dude, pulling random shit out of here. Then, the then they turn around, it's the same bottle. Same shit. You know, and it's, we hate it because like a lot of these ones we enjoy, like Booker's, if you're not careful when you open that box and you pull that card out and you read it, you're fucked. It's kind of like whatever's written on that card, <laughs> you can do about it. It's kind of like when you go to a good restaurant and you're ordering and they're like, well, what's the veg tonight or whatever? Like, oh, glad you asked because now we have a double inspired, uh, double oak <laughs> roasted, you know, and then finally we get to what is it? It's a Brussels sprout. <laughs> <laughs> and they had this Shakespearean guy write this shit on a Brussels sprout. Right. And I'm like, I go through these menus like, so what you're saying <laughs> is a Brussels sprout. Exactly. It's, it's always funny too, you're looking at the menu like, give me all the menu steaks tonight. And you're reading, right? And you get down to the tomahawk, bone in or out option, right? Well, we've got this great double seared, extra peppercorn and salt. It's gonna come in at 22 ounces. And then we're gonna do a parfait of mashed or potatoes on the side. It's $145. I'm like, well, can I just get the 20 ounce bone in ribeye and sear it a little longer and exactly. give me some of the potatoes? Right. That one's 69 dollars Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's the all the gibberish in the middle. Yeah. yeah. That really. It's that like giving me a pork chop to the Brussels. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> hey, cut the leg off that cow and let's go. Right. It's like when, uh, when like, you go get a cocktail, right? And the cocktail description is this long. There's three ingredients. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's 17 sentences. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole paragraph. So you're seeing it's duck, right? right. Am I giving this right? right? It's a duck. Right. He's like, yeah, it's a duck. It is like, dead, okay. right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Anyway, so that's kind of how we how we do it and how we have fun with the whole thing. So how do you Brussels? So how do you choose which burgers you guys are gonna do on any given podcast? 
Well, I think me and Mark used to talk a little bit more about it. Now, there is more thought on a given week than others, but, um, I, you know, sometimes he brings cigars because he gets some unique cigars some weeks. I have something maybe that I bring to the table and or I go down to my vault and I just kind of look at it and says, what we what have we not done lately? Right. And then it's kind of hard. We don't like opening. Now, we did open this one, but we try to bring stuff that's open because after it's open, it does kind of, it gets the air and relaxes a little bit. And obviously, one of the things that we've talked about many times is, is that like wine, you know, you open a bottle of wine with you or your wife or a friend, you're each getting two glasses. Yeah. So now in the bourbon industry, you buy, you spend a hundred dollars or, or better on a good bottle of bourbon. You're going to be able to enjoy that with your friends. Before well, we just did a stack junior I've had for five years. Yeah. And, um, we did it on a, on a company, Old Road Spirits, who is finishing um, MGP juice. They're getting barrels in it, and they've got a hold of a barrel that is an empty Stag Junior, and they finished it another four to six months in a Stag Junior barrel, right? So we put that against Stag Junior. We have not tasted that bottle in four or five years, and we poured it, and we were like, it's just as good as it was five years ago, if not better. Yeah, then it kicked me in the ass. I went to dinner Friday night, got out a little early, and went to a bar, and I'm like, oh, shit, they got Stag Junior. I had two of them. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Yeah. I'm on the hunt for another one of those. Yeah. It's not out there. I bet you get the bottle two, two fucking drinks. Yeah. <laughs> get the bill. I have two pours. Girls had a something, and then a Bud Light bottle of glass, hundred seventy-five dollars. I'm like, oh yeah. Wow. You know, piss me off. Then we went and had dinner. And I was like, yeah, drinking the new, uh, the new little book, chapter uh, the 2023 one down. Yeah, dinner tab was only hundred sixty-five bucks. Wow, <laughs> bullshit. Oh, I know. Bullshit. <laughs> but so what um. When you when you Rick, when you're smoking cigars, you were nodding earlier. We were talking about how we like full strength, peppery, big body cigars. What are some of your like go to big bombs? And what kind of these gauge cigars you enjoy? I like anywhere from a fifty four to a sixty. You're a sixty smoker, so yeah, that? yeah. Um, my go to cigar that's always in my humidor is a Liga Nine. It's like fifty two. My my partner, my my partner, the T fifty two. He he hands down say that's better than the nine. Blah 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 blah. And I think the difference. The nine. He he just continues to go on and on and on about the T fifty two, and I just continue to go on and on about the nine. And uh, we kind of like meet each other in the middle. Whereas you know we'll trade off. You know he'll smoke a nine one night, and I'll smoke a T fifty two. He's a fifty two. Yeah. He likes, and I've smoked those are absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I I don't get much from it, you know. I, I just don't, and uh, I, I like the Placencia Hex. Uh, but nice. it, but any given day, I can always smoke an Oliva V. Yeah, and I'm fucking happy. That's funny you say that because um, 
I, he knows this as well. I was probably five years ago in Fort Myers. Um, my brother lives in Benita Springs, so he's about 30 minutes from the beach, and there's a little cigar hut off the beach. And I went in there and I said, hey, I said, I had this one time, do you have uh, the Maduro Special Olivia B series? And he goes, we do. And I smoked it, I came back, bought a box from him. They only used to come out around Christmas. Now it's regular, it's out all the time. And that Olivia B series, can't go wrong with it. Nope. They're fantastic. Yeah, they're fantastic. Man. But I usually go over to the little old place in a little town in Old St. Charles, which is now lit, bought him, his wife passed away, and they bought um, John Dillinger's. Don, John Dillinger's? I think that's Dillinger's. 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 Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but that's where I would get them. And uh, I love that cigar. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, but one of my go-to has always been the Asylum Premium, which you don't ever see them in um, uh, shops. You got to get them online. But that is all in um, Esteli Nicaragua. Yeah, right? it's it's there. So most most of the sites all CLE, so it's Christian Nero. Right. Um, he's a Honduran blender. So I actually one of the first cigar arguments we had. I had no fucking idea. He's like, you gotta smoke this Nicaraguan asylum. My brother, some fucking such thing is a Nicaraguan asylum. I started doing like, oh, son of a bitch. Yeah, They're phenomenal. And it's really funny too because they make that cigar. You told I didn't know this, you told me this. They make it in all the all the asylum sizes. So from 550 to 880. Or maybe I think they top at 770, maybe. Well they're probably top Stupid Toro and yeah. uh, Gordo or the but 660. It almost kind of makes sense why you don't see them in a lot of shops because if you have the Honduran selection of asylum, from 550 or from the 5x50 to the 9x90, stick cost is pretty much $6, $7, $8, $9, $10. You drop the Nicaraguan premium there, it's $11, $12, $13, $14. So if you have those, and they're in the same damn box. The only difference is there's a red hue. Is, is that right? Is it red or purple? On the box, you know, in it's the label. deep in the label. Mahogany, yeah. and it's gold. You know, you look to Maduro Special, and uh, and you can kind of tell by the box. Asylum, not only the asylum. Oh, oh, asylum. Yeah. Well, there's, no, yeah, I know what you're saying. But then, the unique thing now about the Oliva Vidal Maduro is it was. Think it, I think it was just before COVID or I think they did it in COVID. It was a Christmas thing. So it came out, I think it normally dropped right before Thanksgiving or right after. Not like it was super limited, but that's the only time it shipped during the year. So it would go into that time. And when you start to talk about economics and everything inside the cigar lounge, you know, it's, you get ready to go into the first quarter of the year, first half of the year, and the cigar industry is always low. Yeah. Factory shut down for two weeks, yeah. you know. Um, everyone's off vacation, they gotta go back to work and do everything. Um, so you can kind of see why no one wants to dump a bunch of money into it. But he, I had never had it. And I, I've, I've smoked in an S Oliva, which most people don't know what the hell that thing is. It's because it was in 2003, I think, when that cigar was originally done, it was too strong for the market. Wow. What S became is the B. Changed the wrapper and filler combination on it. Still a strong cigar, big cigar. Then it launched, but those, those. I like the. I think it's the double Toro too that you got. It's kind of elongated Toro. Uh, 
that they're they're phenomenal. But I think another nice thing about St. Louis is is you have a really unique um, demographic of people that like a wide range of cigars. You've got some young people here. You've got some old people because I I've talked to Mark on the podcast about I go to Naples, um, Key West, and Southern Florida where there's a lot of cigars smoking going on Miami. And a lot of those boys down there, it's the standards that we all know. I don't need to name them. But they're not big into petite cigars like um, Crown Heads right. or Viaje mm-hmm. or uh, Tatuaje. But here, um, just, some of these guys who carry it here, the boxes they're bringing in are already pre-sold <laughs> because there's such a high demand for that here in this demographic that's not down there. Now, that's changing because I have noticed the petite cigars are starting to get cold because I think younger are, tra- are starting to move down. There's a, a new demographic moving to Florida and they're, it's, they're starting to push down which here. But what, well, I guess what I'm saying is you have a wide demographic of smokers here that's unique uh, smokers, which is good for for the cigar industry. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's wild in St. Louis. You know, I mean, I'll go I'll go as near as uh, freaking uh, Kentucky and Kentucky and Indiana, right? Matches, yeah, matches in Indiana. So I uh, I rolled into into match uh, a few years ago now. I found some Bianchi Coral and matches in Indiana, yeah. right outside of uh, matches across the river in Louisville. Yeah, you is literally. Uh, it's it's in no, Riverside, Riverside, yeah. Indiana. It's, it's literally, if you're at Cross the bridge, the, yeah, you, it's one mile from across the line. Of the bridge. You go over yeah. the bridge, you take a right, yeah. you go two blocks, take another right, you go to the end of the block, you park, you're right there. Um, go in there, killer dude, great stuff. So, one off roads, I bought a bunch of Bianchi stuff back there, and they had, but they had an acid in a single door to go on. So like there was no infusion cigar smoking inside the lounge, right? Now there's a lot of lounges I've been in where I don't know. It's not a rule, obviously. And I'm for you smoke what you want. You buy it out of New York, you smoke whatever the hell you want. Right, right. Right. And when when I was retailing as it's back, I've smoked every acid on the market because I've always said I thought it was a bad idea that you know you. I don't think that that is the problem. It kind of comes back. You can read the label on something and talk about the taste notes in it, right? But the personal experience is a little bad. Like I used to joke, I can't tell you how many cigars I've sold because I've said I didn't like something that I tasted. And I didn't. I, I don't really like the, the amount of blueberry and chocolate. That, that sweetness on your lips. Where's right. that cigar at? What's in there? But you, oh, I don't want that. Want that? Exactly. Okay. Good. I'm tell you that. But the unique thing, like you were saying, the demographic in St. Louis is, <clears throat> you go to a lounge, you might have one. The amount of female smokers in St. Louis is top-notch. That shit doesn't exist anywhere I've ever been. The amount of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, goddamn. But you could have, and we know women that smoke stronger cigars mm-hmm. than some of our closest fucking friends. Yeah. And they'll look at you, and it's that backwards conversation. It's like, I have had women walk into a humidor with me, and they're going straight to Little Hammer number 90 Red Tubos, and like, uh, can I get some of those wine for my husband? And it took me a while to be like, what, what the fuck? Right. The, 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 the 
married. I, I know. <laughs> and then even your demographic is going to be different because you're next to SLU. Yeah. And you've got a melting pot of different cultures yep. and different people yep. that smoke from all different cultures that will be here uh, smoking because you're so close to a melting pot as well as watch you. Yep. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're kind of... Was that I drove Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, you've got a really nice melting pot of a lot of culture and a lot of different uh, people that have been coming here. So. you got Top Golf that's yeah. getting ready to open here shortly. They're open in a couple weeks, aren't they? Yeah. Really. Well, I know, I know that you can right now, if you go, because I made, I made reservations for my, my goddaughter's birthday, but at the one in Chesterfield. But if you go online right now, Top Golf, you can start reserving there December 1st. Yeah. So they're obviously going to, I mean, they'll be open in you know, six weeks or right. seven weeks or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be great. And what's, I'm not down here often, but what's going on down here? So, like, what is, what is the neighborhood? So I can tell you, man, I mean, this Locust Street is really, really, really booming. Uh, I've been a native of downtown here since 2016, and I've seen it go from three or four storefronts to 23 storefronts. Okay. And right here in this, like, this block between uh, Cardinal and, uh, uh, yeah, Compton Cardinal, and I, I can't think of the next block right there, but right next door, the, the ladies that own Golden Gym, they're getting ready to open the ladies that walk by. Yeah. This is their place next door, and it's going to be a speakeasy. Right. Oh, cool. It's, and it's going to be called Hidden Gyms. <laughs> then you've got uh, a few restaurants down the street. you got Small Batch down the street. You've got Red Flag right next door. Concert, large, large concert hall where all bands, all different types of bands yeah. uh, come in. Yeah. Have you seen someone down there? Yeah. yeah. They used to have Firehouse over here with those young days. <laughs> and I would say any, any given week, almost every week from Thursday through Monday, Tuesday, the streets are full. And then you've got a unique uh, area too because you've got the Symphony, you've got the Fox. You got the jazz club over there now, and then they they just had didn't they just have a bluegrass festival over here in the tent? So you guys got a montage of stuff happening mm -hmm. around here. Yes, it's only going to get bigger. Yes, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's growing tremendously. I mean, got an art hotel, yep. and I was up on the rooftop of one of them like three four weeks ago. That was phenomenal, and uh, so yeah, you guys got a really nice area. I, I think we, I think we, uh, we chose a, a nice growing uh, part of St. Louis. One Midtown uh, is outside of the downtown area, not too far, but right outside of that, you like you say, probably a borough of St. Louis or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But it's a different part of the city, and Midtown is growing tremendously, pretty much. Awesome. Like you said, you know, just like. You know, the soccer stadium is right down the street. I mean, a lot of people who park for the soccer stadium, they're, they're parking right here on Olive right. all the time. And nice. you've got Top Golf coming. You've got Shaffley's down, down the street. Which they have their big oyster festival. Yes, I mean, yes, you guys yes. got all kinds of shit yeah. going on down here. That would be really cool. Really yeah, we've got Well Spent Brewery. Right on Olive. Chestnut. Yeah, right Chestnut over right over here. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. Oh, yeah. uh, in this area, you know, and I'm just hoping that everything continues to grow and, you know, we just, you know, work hard to be successful at what we're doing. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Not worry about it. This is going to be great. This will be really cool once you get open and 
We'll be back often. I would love that. <laughs> this is going to look amazing. It's the Patreon. Those guys will see. We'll walk through and they'll get a glimpse at the beginning of it. But yeah, this is. Um, this has been this it's been great, man. Thank you so much for letting us Oh, of course. I, I appreciate it. And, um, you get those sheets. All right. Okay. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, wanting to. Yeah, thanks so much for having us yeah. down. Man. Of course, of course. Right I here on yeah. the get-go, on the yeah. beginning. This yeah. is going to be great. Very excited to be a part of it, man. Um, it just to hang out. It's gonna be awesome. I appreciate it's gonna be really cool. And the space is nuts. It is insane. Looks great. Alright, alright. Oh, they're going to be sheets, so they're not off. They should. Why not? Like, is it Aladdin or something? All sheets. I don't know. Alright, so we're gonna wrap up the episode. Get done. Uh, we'll sell our goodbyes, but is there anything that you wanna say uh, before we wrap this thing up? Yeah. Um, I, like I said, I want to thank you guys for coming and uh, wanting to be a part of Ash initially before we actually, you know, get open and everything. And uh, I want to tell the city of St. Louis and, you know, everyone that's going to be viewing the podcast here uh, after, you know, you air everything that Ash is going to be something that you will remember once you come and visit the space and you will visit again. It'll, it'll be a positive uh, setting, a positive, uh, vi- I mean, uh, greeting, a positive, everything about the place will be something that you will remember on the, on the most positive side. Of the right on, man. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Well, um, we'd like to be a part of it for damn sure, man. Well, and yeah. have us, okay. use us. We'd love to be here for your grand opening, which yes. I assume we will be. Yes, you will be. And as much as you want us to only uh, be down here and support and all of it. Only if we can wear cummerbunds. Cummerbunds. <laughs> 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 I was going to try and get it in for you, face. No, Ricky, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, this has been awesome. We're going to do what we know with you guys. We're going to have one more little... Uh, Toast of the evening, and we'll have ourselves a little whiskey, and then we're gonna hit the road so this man can get home. Yeah, you finish his paper. <laughs> no, I think I'm done for the evening. Yeah, yeah. It's our time, yeah. Time, yeah. 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 You're sitting. That's you fucked up. You sat down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, you sat down and started smoking. Right? You sat down, and had started smoking, and had two drinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's that. And the work work time is over with. Oh, crowds and curious. So we'll call that, but. Yeah, so from the Viking Mahalo guys, thank you so very much um, to the Patreon. You guys are awesome. Stay tuned. We'll get the uh, video up. We're going to walk through real quick and kind of show you guys everything. And then uh, from me, I'm out. Yeah, and from the Bourbon Cowboy, man, as always, thanks for listening. Look forward to next week. You know, we're blowing it out down at uh, Stanley's next Thursday on the 26th. We're going to have our big spooky event down there. We're going to be kicking it. And then out of Blue Lakers on Washington and a lot going on. But listen, as always, thanks for listening. Bourbon Cowboy, we're out. Stogas and Cinema the 29th. Stogas and Cinemas on Sunday yep. with the Mad Russian and yep. all of our old crew. Old crew. Yep. So until next time, we'll see you. And as always, giddy up. Elevate your smoking ritual with Woodworks Custom Exotic Wood Ashtrays. Crafted to perfection. Each ashtray tells a unique story of luxury and sophistication. 
Experience the artistry of exotic woods tailored to your taste. Discover yours today. Visit woodworks.co or Instagram at woodworks underscore STL. Ignite elegance with every hey guys, ash. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Craft and Boodle. And don't forget that, ass listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code Craft Boodle 15. Once again, Craft Boodle 15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast.